Team Impact, um, actually it's my, one of my favorite things that I do here. Um, so our mission at D'Angelo's Diamond, and, as you know, to develop authentic relationships and um, have, have a positive influence on everyone we meet. And I think that just aligns really well with what Team Impact does. We want to make an impact on the community. So that's whether it's um, through charitable donations or through, you know, getting out there, donating our time through community outreach and, you know, helping organizations or even, you know, just members of our community with whatever it is that they yeah. need, um, you know, when we could collaborate and support that. Hey there, and welcome everyone to Peak Performance Unleashed, the DeAngelis Diamond Experience. Dave Diamond here, co-founder at DeAngelis Diamond, and I'm with your awesome co-host, our CIO, Brett Diamond. Through this podcast, we hope you enjoy the experience of meeting the inspiring people we work with and the incredible projects they are building. DeAngelis Diamond, well, we're an innovative, award-winning national construction management firm, and we're on a mission. Inspired by the belief that we exist to develop authentic relationships and have a positive influence on everyone we meet. We are headquartered in Naples, Florida, with offices in Nashville, Detroit, Sarasota, Birmingham, and Fort Myers. Our motto? It's the honor to build. Because every day we have the honor to be in this worthy profession, building innovative and complex projects, and making a difference in people's lives, doing what we love. And also, because we are humbled and honored by the faith that our clients place in us to accomplish a great task on their behalf to build their dreams. So thanks for listening and for joining us on our journey. And God bless. On this episode of Peak Performance Unleashed, we have a truly awesome guest, Mo Camacho. She's a director of client success and leader of Team Impact. Today, we're going to discuss the many ways that the Angels Diamond team members make an impact in their communities around them. Join us as we chat with Mo about how team members donate their time to make a long-lasting impact and have a positive influence on everyone they meet. Welcome, Mo. Hey, Welcome, Brett. Mo. Hey. We are going to start off this uh, little podcast here with a few, actually four questions. A little more fun than usual. And I'll get your blood flowing, everything, you know, Hopefully not too much laughing and too much thinking. I don't know. Should but, I have um, studied for this? Th- th- yeah, there's no, there's no <laughs> studying for this. So, all right. Number one, if you had access to a time machine, what year would you go to? Past, present, future. Oh, gosh. Um, well, I should have studied up for my history. I would want to see dinosaurs, but when were dinosaurs alive? I would just say that. The dinosaur era. That's where I would want Perfect. to go back. Perfect. Yep, <laughs> meet a good. dinosaur in real life. That'd be awesome. <laughs> that's, a, that's a new one for us, too. You're a Jurassic Park fan. Yeah, You want 100%. to tell them? Yeah? Yeah. What dinosaur? What's your oh. favorite dinosaur? Well, I would say the long neck, but I feel like that's such a cliche. But it was such a cool dinosaur. Is that a name for a dinosaur? Long neck? Long neck. What's the actual name? I know there's, like, bigger well, words for this. It's a scientist, like, Brontosaurus <laughs> Rex. Something sorus. Something sort of, yeah. Long neck Yeah, that was it. That's it. Long neck Yeah, yeah. I think that right. was right. We know what that. Mom, <laughs> we are geniuses here today. So, all right. Question two. I think we might have heard this before we started recording, but nickname your friends called you growing up. Well, we heard what your mom called you, I guess. But what what did your friends call you? Nicknames. Momo. Momo. Yeah. That's your Instagram name now. Yeah. There we go. All right. They're making sense. Full circle. Yep. All right. Um, we usually ask a sports question here, but being that I know you, I did not ask that question. We should probably skip sports. Yeah. yeah. So we're gonna go to a new question. <laughs> What app do you use on your phone the most, and why? 
I don't want to sound real nerdy, but the weather app. I'm constantly like, is it going to rain tomorrow? Is it going to rain soon? Is my What's hair going to be messed up? Like? What kind of pants can I wear? What kind of outfit can yeah, I wear? Yeah, the weather app. Literally, yeah. every so often, I'm always checking it to see what it's going to look like, Sweet. even if it's just later that day or in the weekend. Yeah, it's, it's, it's good. good. It's good. It's extra honest. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Yeah, strategic. Um, all right. Here's the, the tough ball or tough question. Tough ball doesn't make any sense, but tough question. <laughs> I'll edit that part out. Question number four. How many haircuts are there in America each year? Haircuts? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how many people are in America. I don't know I'm this not here to answer your questions, Mo. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think there's roughly 300 million in America right now. Mm-hmm. Give or take. 350, 350, 350, something like that. High 300s. And how many haircuts do you get a year? I don't know. It depends. Girls get, guys get a haircut like every other month. I think I need to do like long multiplication and long division. <laughs> would be also traveling people too. They have a lot of visitors, from, oh, yeah. especially here in Tuffles, Florida, from Germany. I bet they're here for a month or so. Mm-hmm. And then kids haircuts. get more freaking haircuts. Yeah. It's good people, people are bald. Good. Yeah. Some people don't get haircuts. Yeah. Two billion haircuts. Two billion haircuts? It's a good answer. We don't have an answer for that. (sighs) This whole whole interview, you should be thinking about that. All the other questions are just getting dropped. Maybe Google can tell me. I'm sure it could. I'm sure it could. But you have to wait at least 30 minutes to do that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. But uh, let's see. We're going to go into a little bit about yourself and learn who you are, what you do here, and then um, what all you're involved with. So... Yeah, so Brett asked the tough questions, so they get easier going on, so no more how many haircuts in America type questions where you're going to don't have an answer. We don't even have an answer. These you'll have, tell you. I promise you'll have the answers to all these questions. Perfect. Because these, these have been directed directly for you and created for you, curated for you. That's the we word that I'm thinking of. We'd like to know more about you. We'd like to know, one, first, tell us where you grew up, and as you were growing up, what did you think you wanted to be as a career? Okay, um, I grew up in Costa Rica, that's where I was born, and I lived there for um, up until I was almost nine years old, and then I moved to Naples, so I've been in Naples ever since. Um, what did I want to do when I grew up? I wanted to be a teacher, actually, um, which I think it was just nice. one of those cliche, like, you know, they teach you in school, like, oh, you can teacher. be a teacher, yeah. or you can be a cop, or a firefighter, um, but I always wanted to be a kindergarten teacher specifically because one of my cousins was a kindergarten teacher in Costa Rica. So in the summers when I would go back to Costa Rica, I would go and volunteer with her and help her. So as I got older and older, I'm like, oh, I'm going to be a teacher. I'm going to be a teacher. And then I realized that teachers don't make any money. So be a teacher <laughs> Great um, motives. Great. Don't care about the kids anymore. Yeah. It's all about the money now. Yeah. So well, then, did you do any like uh, childhood education classes and stuff? Um, yeah, I did tra- early childhood when I was at Baron Collier. Yeah. So then I got to... Um, you know, teach little kids in, like, the daycare that they had a bear collar, so that was pretty neat. Um, I always said that if I did win the lottery, I would go back and be a teacher, because nice. then it's, I could do it for the kids, and not have to worry about <laughs> struggling on a, on a salary for a So the thing teacher. we hear, you should do what you love. You, you don't subscribe, <laughs> subscribe to that no. theory, do what you love. No. Do what makes the most money. Do what <laughs> makes you happy and still provides the lifestyle that you want. There you that's go. What I Combine got. them too. I yeah. like it. All right. Smooth answer. Good save. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what are you? What are you interested in doing? What's your hobbies? We know that you love working at Dando's Time, and you would do this twenty four seven. But you probably take some time off. Yeah. What do you like to sure. do in your time off? Your interest. Um, in my time off, I like to spend time with my dogs. Um, I spend a lot of time in the water. So whether that's boating or kayaking, paddleboarding, 
um, or just being at the beach. I like to go camping. I'm basically really outdoorsy, so anything that you can yeah. do outdoors, um, that's usually what I'm doing. Or working out, I do some cycling that I just recently got into. That's cool. So Indoor I, and outdoor? Or outdoor. outdoor. Yeah. Like on a real road bike. Nice. Because I'm training to do the Naples Sprint Triathlon next year. Nice. So I got a road bike, so I do that some afternoons. Which bike do you have? What brand? Oh gosh, I wouldn't be able to We're looking for sponsors, so say no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Give them a real good push. I can't even make one up. Walmart? Kmart? No, my friend, my friend was selling. I just noticed a $2,000 bike that my friend was selling, and she yeah. gave it to me for 50 bucks, and I was like, sold. That's a big yeah. difference. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So that's what I got. But, yeah, so I do, cool. I do a lot of that kind of stuff. <clears throat> now, I've heard rumors that you have goats. You have I goats? Do. <laughs> I do. I have ten pets, actually. Whoa. Which includes four goats, and then there's four baby chickens, and there's two dogs. So it's a pretty busy household. And it gets kind of loud in the mornings because everyone's hungry and everyone's Goodness making gracious. noise. <laughs> so what's it like having goats as pets? What are they like? They're dogs. actually they're like dogs. <clears throat> I had no idea what to what I, I had no idea what to expect with goats, but they act like dogs. They want to follow you around. They want to be pet. They like like snuggling. And <laughs> they climb on everything. And they, they climb on everything. They stay in your bed with you. <laughs> no, they have their own little yard. Yeah. No, yeah, they, they have really their own yard. Eat everything, like just. Do they repeat, eat, eat everything? Eat, uh, they, yeah, they eat the grass and the plants and the trees. Um, so they're in their own little backyard where they can't eat the actual. You know, house, like, yeah. <laughs> the structures we need the to stay. The actual grass that we planted. Now, some of them make these noises that are like, they sound like a baby crying. Yeah. When can, you, right? can you make that I'm noise? I'm not going to make it. Baby. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> well, they are really loud. Goats are interesting. Goats yeah. are cool. fascinating. Bets. They're really cool. Yeah? That's, uh, how long have you had these? The goats for like Just three months. Three months. Mm-hmm. They're baby goats, so there's, they're like four months old now. Um, maybe a little bit older, maybe five months. Are they just pets? Or are you breeding them? And no, they're just pets. Just pets. They're just hanging out. Yeah. Just for enjoyment. <laughs> yeah. But they're in the back of the property, which is not cleared out yet, so the goats have a dual purpose. They're Half of the time, they're clearing out the backyard area, and the other time, they're just being pets, and I just play with them. <laughs> so that's their purpose. They get along with the other pets? Uh, they get along with the dogs. Most of them get along, but there's one goat that loves beating up one of the dogs. <laughs> so he just likes to hit... The puppy with his horns, but uh, most of the time it's fine. Awesome. <laughs> most of the time there's no blood. Too much blood. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, great. It's good getting to know you. Let's let's move to your career. Always um, interesting, fascinating, learning how people have come to work at Dana's Diamond, how you discovered Dana's Diamond, or we discovered you. How did this come to be that you came to work here? Hmm. Well, I was working at a previous employer. Um, and I was just kind of feeling burnt out. Like I just felt like, you know, I'd been there for several years and I just felt like, you know, I wasn't happy. I was, wasn't going anywhere. You know, there's a lot of like, sort of like negative feelings within, um, the company. So I felt like it was time to look for something different, but I wanted to make sure where I went was a good fit. Not just, you know, jumping ship and, you know, rushing into another job. So I did some research. Um, then I came across, um, DeAngelis Diamond and I kind of just read up about it and kind of learned what the company did. And then one of my, um, friends from college was working here so she told me a little bit about it and said you know send me your resume and so I did um, you guys called me in for just that first initial um, interview I came in and I stepped in through the door and I talked to the receptionist who was working at the time and so quickly I got to learn about like the culture and like just the energy that was coming from the place like everyone that would walk by would chat and say hello 
And it was sort of like night and day. I went from a place where all these negative things that um, I was feeling to a place that just like within seconds just like, you know, illustrated this other world, I guess, that what I was looking for, you know, like a positive energy, like a family atmosphere and all these things. So just from that initial interview, I was like, okay, this is a good fit. And then as I got to talk to the other members of the team and you know, learn a little bit more about the the actual position, all this stuff, it was such a good fit. And then that's how I ended up here. Awesome. And three years that's later, cool. I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> We're glad you do it. We want to get to talking about Team Impact that you're on. But before we get there, I would like to hear the various roles you've had. Because you've had a few roles in the company. You started out doing one thing and you've developed and moved to others. Tell us about the roles you've had. Yeah, so when I started, I came in, I was a project support specialist, um, which is, it was basically I was an assistant to the project managers. Um, so I'd help them with their paperwork and submissions to the county for permitting, that kind of thing. Well, that was pretty, you know, pretty interesting to just kind of learn the very basic and the start of the projects and the, how they, you know, came together. Um, so I did that for a few months. And then I transitioned into um, director of client success, which basically just means um, I'm sort of like a liaison between the client and the angel assignment. Um, when a client has any kind of request or any kind of warranty request from their buildings or, you know, any issues that they're encountering after the projects are finished, um, I come in and, you know, help them resolve those issues. And then I also help close out the projects through, you know, the process that's set up with our project managers. So um, what else? And then and then I oversee the building and our actual office and whatever happens here as far as the, the building itself. So I kind of wear different hats depending on what the day, um, you know, what the day consists of. And then <laughs> from there, um, yeah. I'm transitioning now into doing business development. So I'm sort of... 50-50, 50 still director of client success, um, doing those things I just listed, and then the other 50% doing uh, business development for our local office out of Southwest Florida, and then doing business development in our new office, actually in Michigan. So I get to help up there too. That's awesome. And you've learned a lot about construction while you've been working here, right? Because this uh, wasn't fun, yeah. your career path originally, but until mm -hmm. you got here and and you've been fascinated by it, I'm yeah. assuming, that you really enjoy learning about yeah. building buildings and what it takes to build buildings. Mm -hmm. So much so that now you're going to school. I'm going again. back to school. Where are you going to school? Tell us about that. Um, I'm going back to FGCU. So that's where I actually graduated and got my initial bachelor's degree. Um, and then just through our, <clears throat> our partnership with Florida Gulf Coast University, we learned about their construction management degree that they just released. So I'm going to be actually part of the first class that's going to go through that program starting in actually two weeks, I two believe. Weeks, yeah. Yeah, so I'll be one of the first students to go through that program, so I'm really excited for that. Yeah, so this is the inaugural year for the mm -hmm. FTCU yeah. Construction Management Program. They've been planning this for about two or three years. Um, a few years back, they asked me to be on an advisory board to help advise them on how to create a program, and Reggie Morgan now is on their council as well. And you're the, one of the first students of a group, about 20 students or so, that are going to be taking their first classes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm part That's of the awesome. guinea pigs. I'm super excited. Can't wait to get started. Be it's fun. actually, going back to her role is actually yeah. pretty interesting because it's, <clears throat> most people when they work for a company, they go up in the same department, right? It's, yeah. you know, uh, project engineer, APM, PM, executive PM, so on and so forth. You've almost been in three different departments mm. each time, which is really cool because you get to experience almost the different types of the com parts of the company. So you yeah. get to learn 
uh, from a PM, you know, working with them, and you went into warranty where you work with clients, and then more of the field op, you know, operations teams like Brian Hood, and now you're going versus the end of the project with warranty, now you're going back to the beginning of the project with BizDev, which is kind of sweet. So you can, you almost, yeah. you have skills that most people don't get to learn at all in their career just because you've been in three different departments, which is kind of cool. Yeah, that's actually, that's a really good point. It was really just helpful the way I, and I didn't plan it to be like that, but it was just like strategic the way it happened. With Like you said, started as a PSS with the project managers and learning how the project was structured. Right. And then learning how to make, build relationships with the clients. You know, a lot of times they're a little bit disgruntled mm-hmm. or there's like negativity there. If there's like an issue right. um, at the end, you know, with like a warranty issue, I mean. And then so I get to develop those relationships and I learn how to do that. And then that becomes important with business development. So it's like mm-hmm. I got a little bit... Um, something valuable out of every step for to, sure. to then grow into like a, a different department. So yeah. it sort of like transitioned nicely, but it, yeah, it is funny that it's like literally three different yeah, departments. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they, fit, they fit together really well. Yeah, they do. Yeah. yeah, and congratulations to you because you you really have shown you know that you've got these great skills, and, and so now in business development, you know you have this you know, experience and knowledge about construction, but you also have good relationship skills. So you're able to develop great relationships on the front of our projects with us with with new customers. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, thank you. Yeah, welcome. I enjoy it, and I think that plays a big part into what you do. If you enjoy what you're doing, um, you know, making those relationships and building on those it just becomes fun, and it becomes like part of like what you enjoy doing. So great. it's been great. Well, let's talk about Team Impact, and this is what I'm really excited to talk about. This is one of my favorite teams in the company, and it has, you know, even the name, what it implies, Team Impact. It has a great impact on the community, on our company, on business, and, you know, in our company, we have nine different teams, and we believe in the power of diverse collaborative teams uh, that we've created. And some example of teams, well, we have a wellness team that focus on the health and wellness of our employees. They do it through programs through education, through events, on fitness and health, on physical and mental wellness. And then we have Team Happy, whose goal is to create an environment that everyone enjoys coming to work every day. So Team Happy does a lot of events and things for their people to make sure they love working at Dana's Diamond. There's a Team Benny, which is the benefits team, and they meet you know at least once a year, uh, focus on the benefits of the company. Healthcare is one of the biggest ones that they deal with, making sure we have the best uh, benefits to offer to all our employees. And we allow our, our team members or the employees coming to make those decisions for the companies and they present them to the executives to, to initiate them. And the innovation team that Brett leads up that helps us be a really innovative, creative, technology advanced, competitive advantage company. We have the DEI team, diversity, equity, and inclusion, which is a team that is there to help uh, give advice and counsel to the company on how we can be a place that everyone feels like they fit in, everyone belongs and is welcome to work at Daniels Diamond. That's our DEI, Diversity, Equity, Inclusion team. And Team Impact we're talking about today. Mo, you head up Team Impact. What is Team Impact? Team Impact, um, actually, it's my, one of my favorite things that I do here. Um, so our mission at Daniels Diamond is, um, as you know, to develop authentic relationships and um, have, have a positive influence on in everyone we meet. And I think that just aligns really well with what Team Impact does. Um, we want to make an impact on the community. So that's whether it's um, through charitable donations or through, you know, getting out there and um, donating our time through community outreach and, you know, helping organizations or even, you know, just members of our community with, with whatever it is, uh, <laughs> whatever it is that they yeah. need, um, you know, when we can collaborate and support that. Who, who's on Team Impact with you? So Team Impact, um, I 
lead that alongside John DeAngelis. Um, he's sort of like in the background. He, you know, he kind of comes forward when we need his assistance and um, putting the budget together and that kind of thing. But then as far as the members on there, we have kind of an, an array of people. We have um, Amanda Lentini that's on there. Um, we have John Yoder, who is out of our Sarasota office. We have BJ Brundage, uh, Robert Gabe, Robert Lewis. We have um, Catherine Kehoe in our marketing department. Gus Linquist and Liz and Sammy Higman. So you see yeah. like a variety of some of our field people, accounting, marketing. So yeah. it's a nice mix of people. Yeah. And how often do you guys meet? We meet Is once a regular a month. meeting or is yeah. needed? Or? Well, once a month for the most yeah. part. Um, if we don't have anything to review, we might push it, but um, nine out of ten times we're meeting um, every single month. Great. What are some of the organizations uh, that you support through Team Impact? Well, how much time do you have, David? <laughs> There's a long list. There's probably like yeah. over 300, but I'll give you a few. Um, we we heavily support David Lawrence. Um, what else? Say Matthew's House. Um, what else do we have? We have the Boys and Girls Club, Champions for Learning. Um, we do some... Um, there's an organization called um, Head and Neck Foundation for Head and Neck Cancer Patients. We support them. Um, and there's a few others um, that come out of our different offices in Sarasota and Nashville and Michigan that we support too. So that's um, a few of those. Well, how does an organization get supported by Team Impact? Um, how, well, do they, how do they get chosen? How do you select them? Well, we have a sort of like a process set in place and and the requests come in through different forms. It can be, you know, an organization may just submit their requests, you know, just randomly to us, or they may come in from a client that we're working with, or it might come in from a team member. So it just kind of depends a little bit how they come in, but the team gets together and we evaluate it. There's a criteria that the requests have to meet, um, you know, simple things that they have to be a nonprofit. Um, another thing is that one of our team members must be personally involved with it, with the, within the organization or a client of ours has to be um, involved with the organization and a few other things. And we go through, and if it meets the, meets the criteria, you know, we sort of put it in one pile, and then that means that we're going to, you know, decide to support it. And then we go through and try to decide what level we'll support it based on different criteria that we have in place. Yeah, because I'm sure you get plenty of requests, and we want to have the greatest impact that we can with the resources, a percentage of the profits of the company goes into a budget that your team manages. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you guys decide where to uh, allocate those funds as best you can that can have the greatest impact. And we want to have impact in things that the communities we work in and, and make a difference in people's lives that, that we're working with, right? Mm -hmm. That's okay. awesome. This, um, is a, this is actually really cool. Yeah. This is like, they've shown studies in the past that uh, millennials and Gen Xers, the, you know, the new young generation that's graduating out of college now, this is one of the more important things that they're looking for in companies they're going to work for. Yeah. It's not just, you know, the benefits are great, 401k is great, um, the, but what is your company doing to make a good, you know, a social footprint, basically? You know, what are you guys yeah. doing in the outside of your company? Who are you supporting? Um, you know, it's, it's very interesting to see that, which is awesome that these young, you know, graduates or students are coming out thinking that way. Um, but it's something that Dan Stemmen picks up really well, I think, um, when trying to recruit new people. And that's not the reason why we do it, but it's, it's something that's very important to them, which would only grow 
team impact down the road as we continue to grow. Yeah, I think that's a great point because people want to be involved in something that has a purpose. There's mm -hmm. lots of construction companies. Mm -hmm. If you're in construction, you can choose where you want to go. Right. And one of the things people think about, especially millennials, like you mm -hmm. say, is, okay, where can I go that also will have an impact of me working there uh, and a company that is doing something meaningful? Mm -hmm. You know, it's great that they're successful and they're making profits. We're great with that, but right. they're also doing something with the profits they make. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's yep. you know that has a purpose, and so that's another reason you're right that we created uh, Team Impact. Yep. You're so right when you say that, Brett, because you know when I get a chance to meet with our interns and um, a lot of our new hires that come in, and I get to talk to them a little bit about Team Impact, they get pretty excited and then, like they'll ask those questions like, "What organizations do you support?" And a lot yeah. of them are familiar whether it's the, you know, the national organizations that we support, or they'll even tell me the, the organizations that they're involved in. So it's pretty cool to see people or, you know, college graduates coming straight out of college and they already have been involved in, like, yeah. um, a lot of different nonprofits and they're pretty well, you know, informed on yeah. what's going on. That's so it's awesome. pretty cool. And Mo, it's, it's more than just money, right, that Team mm -hmm. Impact does. So you have this budget and you allocate these funds uh, the best you can to have the greatest impact and our communities that we work in, but you also, for the money, what else do you do? Yeah, so we volunteer actually. So um, you guys were talking about uh, Team Benny and the different benefits that you guys review. And one of the benefits that we get as um, the Angeles Diamond employees, we get two volunteer days. So that means we get two days a year that are paid by the company to go out there and volunteer. Um, so our team members can choose um, an organization or an event to go and donate their time. Or Team Impact puts um, several events throughout the year together so you can participate as a group and, you know, go have an impact in the community. So we do a lot of different things um, throughout the year. One of the things that we did and we're about to actually return to is the Naples Zoo. They put together specific projects for us to do. Um, it speaks to, like, our handy construction guys and girls. Yeah. Um, last year they put together a project where we were, we were going to build... Um, monkey swings out of fire hoses so you know they got to go back out and do that and now in a, i think it's like three weeks we're going back and i can't tell you what the project is because it's top secret but they're coming oh, they're coming up with something really cool for us to go do more cool than monkey swings out of fire <laughs> yeah. hoses <laughs> yeah i think so right. um so we're, we're gonna go back to um to that and then uh by annually we go and donate our time to habitat for humanity that one's really cool that one's been yeah. really popular um, and then just some simple things throughout the year, like with St. Matthew's House, packing backpacks for kids in need and um, different things like that. <clears throat> and along with that, we do supply drives um, that we, you know, we collect different items depending, again, on what's going on that year during Hurricane, Hurricane Irma. Um, yeah. We did several different drives where we were collecting canned goods and diapers and and things that you sometimes don't even think about, you know, are a big need for somebody that's already in need. And then something like a Hurricane Irma comes through and kind of, you know, throws your world upside down. So that was pretty neat. We partnered with a couple organizations to do that. And our team members get really excited. And, you know, that was a local um, natural, natural disaster. But even our team members out in different states and Nashville and, and um, Birmingham and stuff just ship things out. You know, they were ordering yeah. stuff off Amazon <laughs> and it was coming to our front door. That was pretty neat. So that's another way that we, you know, kind of try to have an impact on our communities. So there's a variety of things throughout mm -hmm. the years that anybody can do. And even um, you do some things, you do walkathons, right? Yeah, uh, we do some walks. Um, we've done some walks with the American Heart Association. We're in talks um, with a couple others. I won't say their names until we, yeah. we kind of uh, solidify those. But yeah, we participate in some of those walks as well, too. Our team members can either... 
um, go and volunteer and help out, um, you know, as far as putting together the event or actually participate and walk through and, you know, raise funds and that kind of thing. Christmas time is always a special time that people like volunteering and doing things. I know we do some volunteer things as well, um, but we also do something special with our Christmas cards. And, and what is that? Oh, yeah. So every year we um, we send out Christmas cards to our clients and, you know, our partners and our subcontractors. You know, a long list of, of people, but um, rather than sending them a present, we, um, along the way, came up with this idea of, making a donation um, in their honor. So we, yeah. every year we pick a different organization. Um, it's you and John, I believe, right? Your guys that's are right. picking them. Um, the alternate years. He picks one one year, I pick one the next year, yeah. Oh, okay, that's right. So it alternates. Yep. Um, and then we <clears> donate <throat> a certain amount of money in their honor, and then we kind of, you know, we send out the different Christmas cards and let them know what organization we picked and let them know that a donation was made in their name. So that's pretty neat. That's great. Yeah, it helps that organization with the donation that we, that we give in the honor of all of our clients. What we used to do when we first started the company, like most companies at Christmas time, you wanted to give a gift to customers right. or you know clients or prospective customers, and yeah. you buy you know a twenty dollar gift basket. But you have a hundred clients; it's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And we said, well, you know, let's give these thousands of dollars to an organization mm-hmm. and just let these customers of ours know that hey, instead of giving you a gift basket of Ham and cheeses and crackers. Right, and everybody else. You know, they yeah. Getting tons of in your break room. You know, we took that and we added it, multiplied it by hundreds, yeah. and gave it to organizations so had a better impact. Yeah. And it's been really awesome. well received. And every year we, we, you know, we John and I will alternate on which uh, charity to get to. So. Is this your year or is it John's year? And so I think this year is John's year. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so. I, I pick the same organization every year, and it's um, used to be called Make Way Partners, which is now called Love, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, Lift Up the Vulnerable, uh, is for the children and uh, women and at risk um, at, at risk for tr- human trafficking, which is the second biggest crime in the world after mm-hmm. drugs is human trafficking. And they focus in three areas, um, and they're in war zones of Sudan and southern Sudan. Mm-hmm. So that's the organization that I select every year. And then John... He usually alternates it. You know, it's usually more of a local organization and something that um, is involved with our with our company and people in our company. Mm-hmm. So that's a great thing we do at Christmas yeah, time. That's a good idea. Awesome. I like it. Yeah. What else can you tell us about Team Impact? If there's something that we haven't covered or that you wanted to mention and share with our our listeners. Hmm. Um, I think we pretty much covered it. Um, I can tell you a story about one thing Team Impact did that it's sure. actually one of my favorites. Love to hear it. Um, so that was one of where we combined you know, the charitable contributions and the community outreach, what we were talking about. So we were donating funds, but also giving, um, giving our time. And that was a local story. This was two years ago. Um, there was a woman that had pulled over on the side of 75 to help somebody who, I think they had broken down, I forget now. But there was a car broken down on the side of 75, and she stopped to help them. And in doing so, she was moving some things from her car to the person's car, Another car came, lost control, and hit her car, causing her to be pinned between both cars, which that resulted in her losing both of her lives. So it was a really tragic... Life-changing event. Yeah, it was really tragic and very sad. Um, One of our team members was at home watching the news, and she saw this story, and she she was so shook up. She came and met with John and I the very next day, and she's like, we need to do something. I have no idea what we're going to do, but we should do Mm -hmm. something to, to help this woman. Um, so we did, we, we did what we do best and I guess that's construction. So mm-hmm. we've pulled together our, some of our architect friends and, um, within our own company, people that were good with working with their hands. And then we pulled in some of our subcontractors and 
we went there, we basically tore apart her whole house, made it um, 88 compliant, um, nice. if you will. So, like, we widened up her doorways, we put, her, put in a state-of-the-art custom uh, shower where she could access very easily and mm-hmm. did all kinds of things. And that was, like, a really, you know, heartwarming thing to go do. We, you know, we oftentimes would go and donate time and do all these things but to to a big organization so sometimes you don't see the impact like in front of your eyes yeah. like we did that day um you know watching her in tears being like super thankful for what yeah. we did and we threw together a little pizza party to welcome her mm-hmm. back when she was coming home from the hospital and all these things so it was really cool to come together uh, as a company but then as a community because we pulled in you know a lot of other people to help us um and then get to watch her and we still when we see her organization uh different events i should say um, she comes and says hi and stuff. Like, it formed, like, a really nice um, friendship. So that was a really probably the funnest thing that I've that we've done with Team Impact since I've been here. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, thank you for what you do. It's very inspiring. You're inspiring other people to have a positive impact. Uh, thanks for leading Team Impact. And, um, Brett, yeah, and lastly is how can others get involved? I know you have a team, mm-hmm. asked, but for other DD employees that are here, they just stay up to date with via emails or what's the best way to come see you if there's an event happening what's the best way they can reach out to you yeah i mean there's a couple of different ways it just depends on what level they want to be involved um we always welcome new members so they can be on team impact um but i always remind people that they don't have to be on team impact um to either maybe suggest an organization that they think we should support or um, a volunteer event they've thought of that we should do um, those suggestions can come in any time um so they can do it that way. And then if we're putting together a volunteer event, um, we should have those emails to everybody. So they'll hear about it cool. and they can always just hop on board and come help us at any time. So good. Well, Mo, thank you. It's been awesome having you on here. You were making a big impact, pun intended, <laughs> in the company and uh, throughout the local county and throughout the country too. So thank you very much for what you do and uh, we'll hopefully chat with you soon. Yeah, thanks, Brett. Thanks for having thanks, me. Mo. Hey everyone, Dave Diamond, co-founder here at Dangerous Diamond. We're growing, and I'd love to have you join our team. Here at Dangerous Diamond, we know it's really our people that make us a great company, and we're on a mission and have some innovative, complex projects to build, relationships to develop, and positive impacts to have in people's lives as we get to do what we love. To achieve our mission, we're building diverse, inclusive, high-performing teams with people who share the same values and cultures that we care about and have a passion to join us in our mission. We intentionally created a culture to attract the best talent and to do our best work. It's a culture that embraces diversity, innovation, creativity, collaboration, influential leadership, and inspiration. We work hard, and then we have fun. In recruiting new team members, we value integrity, passion, humility, and respect in bright, talented, high-performing people. You'll work alongside the best in your field, people who inspire you to do better and who have a desire to help mentor you to get there. So come join us in our journey and make a difference in people's lives doing what you love. To apply, you can find opportunities on our career page at DeAngelisDiamond.com. Thanks and God bless.